Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Okay, good. We're all set. <laughs> Praise God. Wonderful to be with all of you. And I was just remembering actually just right now as we worshiping and praying it, when I was, I went to Wheaton College, was moved here, made Aliyah to Israel in 2003, and then went back to Wheaton College in Illinois for a few years, and then came back and did the army service. And while I was there, one of the professors, he said, I want for each of us to take you, it's a, it's a believing college, it's where Billy Graham went and others. And he said, I want each of you to take five minutes and to pray and to listen to, to God's voice and think about, because we were studying all of these movements throughout history and how so many times we, even as the body of Messiah, we can be blindsided by our culture. We can be the veil that the enemy succeeds in putting on our culture in a given generation. He also often succeeds partially in, in covering the body of Messiah on that issue. And so we were talking about that, about these movements throughout history, how with slavery, for example, or with other things, how the body of Messiah didn't necessarily catch the full biblical vision at the time, and it took generations afterwards. And so he said, I want each of you to take five minutes and pray and ask God, what would be the thing that 50 years from now, your children or grandchildren will say to you, just like when we're studying these movements, we say, how did these people not get this? How did they not, how did they not fight for this more? How did they not realize how important this is? And he asked, what will be the thing that, that your children or grandchildren say to you 50 years from now, or say to our generation living right now, why didn't you fight more against this? Can't you see how this important this is? And I remember when I prayed about it, I felt the Lord say the issue of abortion. That's the biggest social issue of our time that, that is affecting the whole world. And it's about 150. So I, I have this to say, I'm, I'm used to focusing on Israel. I was going to say the worldwide statistic. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it wrong. But I know that in, in Israel, it's 2 million abortions that there have been since the birth of the modern state of Israel. And there are only nine point something million people here oh in Israel. Gosh. So this is something that is, is really massively affecting the whole nation. And it's something that a lot of times on these crucial issues, God is waiting for there to be a prophetic voice. And it takes courage to pray into these things, to fight against these things, because the, the enemy knows that if he can make those kind of issues, a taboo issue, then he can silence people because people don't want to touch it, because then the, maybe people won't want to continue hearing or continue being in that congregation or whatever it is. And, but when we look in, in the word of God at how much he values life and how he, how he views children in the womb, it's so clear. Something that, that I really realized this as I was preparing, as, as Karen mentioned, I spoke on Shabbat at Keilat HaKarmel, and I realized that the, in the birth of Ishmael, of Esau, and of Jacob, in each one, which Ishmael and Esau, the fathers of the Arab people, and Jacob is the father of all the Jewish people. And so in each one of their births, God specifically mentions 
that, that they were already children in, the, in their mother's room. If you remember the stories of Hagar running away, and then the angel of the Lord came to her, and he, he said, no, I've placed this child in your womb, and he will be called Ishmael. And he talked about his future and the destiny he already had for him. And a similar thing with Jacob and Esau, that he, it said that the boys, it says in Habanim, it says that they were struggling within the womb. So God specifically mentioned that they were already children in the womb. All the father of all the Jewish people and the father of all the Arabs. That's who we're, we're speaking with here in Israel. And when you, when I know that a lot of you are familiar with these prolet things, so I won't go into maybe all of the different, all of the different biblical topics about it. But one thing that, that really the Lord has put on my heart heavily recently is we see it in Psalm 106. Psalm 106 from verse 37. It says here, they even sacrifice their sons and their daughters to demons and shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they were defiled by their own works and played the harlot by their own deeds. Therefore the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, so that he abhorred his own inheritance, and he gave them into the hand of the Gentiles, and those who hated them ruled over them. Those are hard words to read and to process, but it talks here about First, it says that when it was referring to the sacrifices to idols, and it specifically says that they were sacrificing their sons and their daughters to demons. Those same, it wasn't just that there was these physical statues, but it was the spiritual principalities and powers behind them. And they're the same ones that work today behind them. And it talks about the innocent blood of their sons and daughters polluting the land. And then that God says that was the reason that, that he actually allowed the nations around Israel to defeat Israel. And in other places also, in Jeremiah 19, Jeremiah goes to the Valley of Enom, where those child sacrifices were made, and he brings the elders and the priests, and he, and he says that there will be judgment on this land because of what is being done in this valley, the child sacrifice. And he talks about how Israel will be sent into exile as a result of that, how the, Israel's enemies will conquer them. So we see this is something that God takes so seriously. There, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of important things that we need to be praying for. There are a lot of important things that we need to be doing. If you think about, even right now, as we're here on this meeting, if one of you all of a sudden were to hear somebody outside yelling, help me, they're killing me, wouldn't you stop everything? <laughs> and go, go try to see what's happening because we all realize God put it in our conscience. He put it in our, we were made in his image. He's the God of life. And so we all know that life is the highest priority. We would stop everything to go help save somebody whose life is being threatened. And that's, I really believe that God is wanting to emphasize that for the whole body of Messiah around the world, and especially stirring us up in Israel, I believe that it's time to realize how important this is to God. And how it's, there's that element of needing to, okay, you need, we need to stop other things to a certain extent. Of course, God is still calling us in all the different ministries, but there's an extent to which we have to put things aside so that we can focus on this and make sure that we're doing everything that we can to be involved in saving lives. And I really felt also for after this amazing breakthrough that God has brought through Roe v. Wade and the overturning of that ruling, and that's been the result of prayers and fasting and hard work from 
I'm sure a lot of you have been praying for it and any other believers around the world. And I believe that, that God, especially for people who have been focusing a lot on, on that God would help overturn Roe v. Wade specifically. Okay, now, of course, the fight in the U.S. has gone toward the states, that, that each state needs to make its own decision. But I want to encourage us all to also, especially those who are from the U.S., but also others just around the world, that it wouldn't just be internal. That in other words, okay, it was maybe focused especially on the U.S. national level, but okay, now that battle goes to the states, but may it also go to, the, to fighting for Israel and fighting for the rest of the world because God has heard your prayers in the U.S. and given you that huge breakthrough. And I, and I believe that God is going to use that as like a wave that just will stir up faith. And I believe that God wants us to use that wave of inspiration and faith to not just focus on the states in the U.S., but really around the world. And especially here in, in Israel, there's almost no, there's almost no one who is really speaking out in a public way here in Israel against abortion. Here, it's just considered, like, even from on all sides of the political spectrum, it's just considered that, yeah, that's what we need to do. In fact, right after Roe v. Wade was overturned, here in Israel, the, the health minister, he, the, the government here was falling apart, and he only had a few days left to do something for the benefit of the health of Israel. If you think about it, out of all the things, what would be the thing that would be the most helpful for the health of the people of Israel. And what he did was to pass a law that made it easier to get abortions in Israel. And, and it was easy for him to pass it. He was able to pass it just really fast because in from across the political spectrum, a lot of people just think, oh, that's what you do. If you don't want the pregnancy, you just have an abortion. And when Eliel Foss, who's here on our team, and he's part of Keila Tekamel's leadership team also, he and I were fasting and praying a couple of years ago about just what is God calling us to do? Just in, in general, as a ministry, what was he calling us to do next? And we both heard the same word at the same moment, and it was to fight against abortion. And, and so we started just researching and praying and just get, getting together a, a campaign, a media campaign especially. And we had a, we launched it about a year and four months ago. And by God's grace, the first video in the campaign, which talks about what an abortion actually is, and you can actually see that video, it's in Hebrew with English subtitles. It's part of that, that link that I sent to the message. And so by God's grace, that video has already reached 8 million views in Hebrew. So we're, yeah, we're praising God for his grace upon that. It, there's been such a battle, like each step of the way, Google and YouTube and Facebook have tried to take down the video. And we've just had to ask people to pray. And then every time when we release one of the videos that we released in this campaign, four people in my family were in the hospital within that month after we released it. It's just these principalities and powers and demons behind this are very violent ones. <laughs> we've seen that kind of a theme of just these kind of violent attacks. And you see it also with the attacks against pro-life centers around the world. But praise God that his truth is beginning to, to of course, the this organization Ba'ad Chaim that was here for many years before us. And they're also reaching out, they especially focus on reaching out to the women themselves and providing the practical needs that, that they have. So we work together with them, They're the people who connect with us through the video and through, through our hotline. We have a hotline from eight in the morning to 10 in the evening where women can call and who are in a crisis pregnancy and they don't know what to do and they're able to get just good counsel and then we connect them with 
people in their area from Ba'at who can, counselors from there who can really help with their practical needs so that they can choose life for their babies. So far, we know of over 140 babies that have been saved. These are women who had specifically were going to have an abortion, but then they saw the video or the ads and spoke with us. And it's been beautiful to see some of, some of these people. Actually, one of them, I just recently, they actually named him Ariel. I don't know if it was any connection. They didn't know me. I don't know. I didn't ask them if they named it because of me or not. But I actually got to meet this baby and his mother. And it was like a surreal moment. I just saw the baby. It was all of a sudden. I didn't know. We didn't set it up. Just one of the people on our hotline was visiting with this woman. And they came and they came and met with me. And all of a sudden, she just got this baby out. And she said, this is, you guys helped me to choose life for this baby. And I was in shock. It's, wow, God. God used us to help save this baby. And here, here's the baby. It's, it was amazing. It just touched his feet and just, wow, this baby wasn't supposed to be here. And, and I believe that even for those who, as it says, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. And I, I just want to encourage all of you who have been so faithfully praying. I know you've prayed a lot of times for this topic of pro-life, but also for Israel and for the gospel to go forth and all of these different things for protection. Even if maybe sometimes you don't always physically get to touch the baby, maybe from wherever you are, or to physically have that contact with the people who get saved as a result of your prayers. But I believe that we will have that moment in, in heaven of be, because God is working through your prayers even when you don't see it. And he's been answering What's already happened is all here in Israel is already a result of your prayers. What's been happening in the U.S. is a result of your prayers. And, and one day we'll be able to see it's like this amazing masterpiece that God is weaving together. We're seeing the bottom pieces of the weaving. It looks messy of just all the different pieces. But one day we'll be up above, seated with him in heavenly places. We're there in the spirit now, but one day we'll be there fully able to see and we'll see, wow. That baby was saved because of our prayers. This person came to faith in, in Jesus, in Yeshua, because of our prayers. This person, I mean, can you imagine them coming forward to you there and saying, my life was saved because of your prayers, because of what you were involved in. And so I just believe God wants to inspire us with that hope and with that faith that these prayers are making a difference and God is working. And he's even, a lot of the times, these things happen just even at the last moment, sometimes. God can, God can turn people's hearts around. We had a lady who had her meeting for the abortion committee it was going to be on that day and but then she was unsure she was feeling like maybe this isn't right and so she actually ended up seeing our ads and calling and ended up choosing life for her baby and there, there was another lady that was actually her, her the abortion that she was she had already scheduled her abortion it was actually on that day and she was actually watching things just scrolling through on facebook on that day <laughs> And she saw our ad and ended up speaking with us and chose life for her baby. And there, there have been other ones that there was one lady that was, it was really a touching story. She had been, she'd grown up basically her without a mother or father. Her father was on drugs and her mother was out of the picture. And she, she had gone and stolen things from the store, like stolen wheat and flour and different things just to survive as she was like a teenager. She had a really rough background of, she got married and then she got divorced and then she was in a relationship she got pregnant and she just thought I can't do this there's no way that I can support this baby I'm just gonna have to have an abortion and but she went out to the forest and she just started yelling at God <laughs> like 
why did you do this to me? I can't be pregnant right now. I can't have this situation. And she said, what am I supposed to do? And right when she said that, she remembered that her friend had said something recently. I think her friend had said this even before she was actually pregnant. It just in, in passing, just mentioned it, that there's an organization that can help you if, you if you're ever pregnant and you don't want to have an abortion. And so she just heard right at that moment when she cried out to God, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> she remembered at that moment th that conversation. And so then she looked it up and she found us online. And she, and she called and we started just sharing with her about the life that is in her womb and that, that God has given, us, given her this gift. And it's something beautiful and it'll be a blessing for the rest of her life. And we're willing to help you with it. And so she... With the baby and so she said and so she thought about it and everything she decided to keep her baby and so then what we do every time once these women give birth we go and visit them and just bless them in practical ways and then also share the gospel with them uh because we we want them to not only have this gift of new physical life but also for their them and their whole household to be able to receive the eternal life that is in yeshua and so our Two counselors actually went and visited her, and, and they ended up talking for several hours about the gospel and, and really reading the scriptures together, and she was really open, and actually she wanted to receive a, a New Testament at the end. So we're praising God for just how we can, I was opening up these doors to share the gospel with these people. There's also the aspect of people who have already had abortions, and of course, that's a huge number of people in Israel who've either had either the women who've had them or the men who are involved in it or people who pressured people to have abortions. And we, we've gotten quite a few calls from people after, and they've seen our videos and then they've said, I, one of my friends got pregnant and I just really pressured. I said, no, you need to have an abortion. You can't have this baby right now. You can't do this. And then now I realize what it really is. And so there was one guy he called, we, uh, sometimes it's men who also call on these lines. And so some of our, so I was actually answering the phone on this day. And so this guy said what I just said right now, he, that he had pressured his, his female friend just to have an abortion. And he said, I saw this video now and I understand what abortion is. And it's just overwhelming. I don't know what to do. But he said, but you said at the end of the video that even if we've been involved in abortion, there's a way to find healing and there's a way to be released from the shame and the guilt. Can you tell me what that is? Praise God that, that he's opening up, even in through this heavy topic, but he's opening up the doors for his light and his gospel to go through. And there was another time where another man had, he also saw the video and then he contacted us and he, he said, I pushed my girlfriend to have an abortion nine years ago. And since then, my home has just turned into a pharmacy. I just am nonstop on, on antidepressants and all sorts of pills. I'm just, I've ceased to, to function as a person ever since that. And so he asked if we could come. Now, this was very, very religious, man. We went, Eliel and I went and visited him in his home. And we go in and it's like pictures of rabbis, rabbis, rabbis. His whole home is just filled with it. And we were thinking about it afterwards. That kind of person usually... If we just were to meet him and just start talking to Yeshua, he probably wouldn't have been open at all. But God used this to help him to see his sin and his need for a savior. And so he was willing. And so we started reading through Isaiah 61 
together. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor and to, to heal the brokenhearted. And all, that whole passage is really just amazingly. In fact, I may, maybe I just want to just declare that. I feel that the Lord wants us to just be reminded of that whole passage because that's the heart of Yeshua. That was his mission. And it's and he wants us to continue in that mission and to pray into that mission and to work into that mission. He says in Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amazing picture of what, of what, of what Yeshua has done in all, all of us in bringing that healing and that restoration and that oil of joy, and that he wants to, through the anointing of his Holy Spirit upon us, and through our prayers and through our actions, that we would bring that kind of healing and that kind of deliverance and that kind of breakthrough to, to his people. And so we, we read that with this Orthodox man, and, and he said, that's exactly what I need. This is, how did, this is amazing. I, this is it. And so we, we started speaking with him about Yeshua and, and how he fulfilled all this and all the other prophecies and died for our sins and rose again. And through him, there's not only the healing of our spirit, of reconnecting us with God and cleansing us of our sins, but there's healing of our soul and our body. He bore our sins on himself. He bore our sicknesses. He bore the infirmity, the grief, the sorrows of our soul upon himself. And he said he's able to heal the broken heart. And so this man was just deeply touched by that. And he said, wow, I need to read about this more. I need to think about this more. And we want to continue to be in touch so God is moving in, in these people's lives. And uh, I, I, what God has done, well, I'm realizing time is flying here. <laughs> Only a little bit of time left. <laughs> yeah, let's leave time for prayer too, but it's awesome what exactly. you're sharing. Give us one more point, And then I want to share something before we bring everyone else into the prayer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. When we had, we have these, a few new videos that, that we made. One is of a, a lady who had an abortion. And then she was just in depression and could hardly look at people in the eyes and just really for several years struggling with it. And then for her next time that she got pregnant, she chose life for the next baby and then actually came to faith in Yeshua. And then she began to work in the field of helping other women to choose life. And so there's this beautiful story of redemption. And then this other video of a lady who had both Israeli woman, an abortion survivor. As far as we know, this is the first time in Israel that an abortion survivor in Israel has ever told their story. And it's an amazing story of her just feeling that after she found out that her mother had tried to abort her, but you know, it didn't work, she just felt this rejection and just not, she had tried to commit suicide a number of times herself, but then she realized, no, it's not working. There must be some reason that I'm still here. And so she started to search for the reason for life and ended up meeting believers. And it's an amazing story of just the Lord led her through each part and she came to faith. And so now she actually looks at the end of this video, she looks at the, straight into the camera and just says, if you're somebody considering abortion, don't just think that it's just some clump of cells. It's me. Look at me, the face of the person in your, the child in your womb right now. 
So it's, these are very two very powerful videos, and we were trying to release them a, about two months ago. And what happened was, I'll just say this really briefly because I, I just think this is important, just that I had a dream a little bit before that, that, that some of the team members and I were in a room and we were soldiers. And all of a sudden, the enemy came in to the room so powerfully and so suddenly that we couldn't even respond and we just had to surrender. Um, and then there was this other part of this room leading to the exit and Shayla and I, my wife, went out to that part of the room that went to the exit and we saw that some of our fellow soldiers had broken through and they, were, they then passed us weapons. <laughs> so then we went back into the main room, we passed out these weapons fully, and then we were able to just rise up and defeat the enemy. And I immediately knew that the, those weapons were prayer, but that that was what would bring the breakthrough. And what happened was two months ago, when we tried to release these two videos and a new website with it, there were such huge attacks. I don't have maybe time to explain everything that had happened, but all at once on one day, on the exact day when we were trying to release it, all of a sudden, all these things happened. We literally couldn't release it. And, and so we said, wow, this is exactly what was in the dream. We need to go out and get more weapons. We, <laughs> And so that's what the last thought I just want to leave with all of you, just that your prayers can be those weapons that break through the doors of the enemy that, that help release this message of life together with the message of the gospel, you know, and to bring life to the people of Israel. Hallelujah. Ariel, that was so awesome. I know you're going to need to leave. Do you still need to leave early or can you be with us another? Yeah, I can go another seven minutes or so. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. I just want to bring something together. I it, it just struck me when you were sharing that you and Eliel sought the Lord about a year and a half ago or whatever, on what was the next project or what would he want. He downloaded to both of you at the same time to focus on pro-life, but your ministry from the beginning has been an evangelistic, the forbidden chapter going out in the streets and reading Isaiah 53 and close to a million or more Israeli views. And But the gospel was always the, the heartbeat of bringing people into that, to the life in Yeshua. And, and that he showed you a strategy. We're getting ready to go to, to start a, a Herrnhut conference, and it's Sue Rowe was saying, we're moving from the war room to the war zone, and we're going there to, to hear strategies from the Lord in spirit. And the brilliance of this strategy is that the combination of bringing forth the understanding of abortion and the worst evil that the people of Israel are involved in and to combine that with the preaching of the gospel, it's God gave you a key. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's an incredible key that he is turning the lock on the heart of the Jewish people in Israel. Because as a Jew, and as well, Ariel, that our people are one of the major mountains, the resistance to the gospel is that Jewish people think they are good people. We've been victims over the centuries. We cannot see that we have any sin. There's a okay. self-righteousness and, but God is in his incredible, unsearchable wisdom, is wanting to take the worst evil and turn what the enemy is meant for destruction. He's going to turn it to turn the key of the people's hearts, to open those locked hearts to see the sin. And those stories of the men even that and women that 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 suddenly have a revelation 
that abortion is murder. As a Jewish people a person, when people tried to treat, uh, preach the gospel to me, I would always say, I'm a good, what's the standard thing? You say, I'm a good person. I yeah. never killed anybody, what <laughs> Jewish people always say. And so I just want to launch us into prayer. And uh, we just have time for a, a couple of people. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, let's see, Amy. I, I, I might just have to bow out after a couple okay. of prayers. Yes. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. A a a Amy Winchester, could you unmute and maybe start by a prayer over Ariel and his team, and then he may need to leave, and then we could have others. This is just so awesome, Father. We just want to thank you that you are never caught by surprise, and that you provided this key and preparation to just open the floodgates you are opening the floodgates because this is going to be just like it says in Romans 11, that with the salvation of the Jews, there is the resurrection power of Jesus Christ being unleashed across the world. And we thank you that you are unleashing to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. You are unleashing this across Israel. So I pray for Ariel and his friend that have that you have downloaded this message to. It is an arrow point. It is being launched. It is an arrow being shot into the Achilles heel of the Jewish people, piercing their heart tearing down the strongholds, bringing their thoughts captive and causing them to encounter you because he that has forgiven much will love much. And you are bringing that about into your people. So thank you for this message. I pray blessing on everything they're involved in, electronics, technical, internet, whatever it is they need, video cameras, bring in all the resources. We call forth the resources from the east the west, the north, the south, every place that they need, every provision will be there because they've set their face to honor you. And so we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. He that publicly honors me, I will honor publicly. So thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. And we pray a multitude of blessing upon this ministry in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Amy. Hallelujah. Is there somebody else that is just burning with a prayer? Bev or? Yeah, I really would like to pray over Ariel. You are like an answer to prayer that the Lord gave me many years ago before I knew who you were. And when I remember you translating for David Davis and the Lord focused my eyes on you. And I had prayed for the Lord to raise up Ezra's and Nehemiah's and Esther's in the land. And when I saw you, I knew I ran into my prayer. And so, Father, I just thank you in Yeshua's name that you hear all of our prayers. And I pray that you will put in all of our hearts those targeted prayers and that we will see the fruit of them. And I praise you for this fruit. Lord, I pray for Ariel and Eliel and the young men that serve with him. Lord, would you just fill them with the, all the strength and power through your Holy Spirit. Lord, we are praying for a fruit and a harvest that we have yet to see in the earth. And Lord, particularly in Israel, Lord, we proclaim him, not ourselves. We proclaim Yeshua and life from the dead. And so, Father, thank you for Ariel. Lord, I pray your blessing from on high even that mentorship of David Davis would fall upon his head 
upon Eliel and all the young men that he raised up in that congregation. Lord, fill them with all the power of your might for the proclamation of the good news to the heart of Israel and redeem them and redeem these young children that have been saved. In Yeshua's name, amen. Hallelujah. I just want to add a prayer for the women on the team with Ariel. And one of the people who is on the hotline is Eliel's mother, Renee. And she testified, it's actually was edited out of this video that we did on Shabbat, but she is somebody that had multiple abortions herself. What did she say? She had four in one year at one point. And, and she's now answering calls and babies are getting saved through her ministry on the phone, as well mm -hmm. as, as others. There's another lady, Rachel, who's also on the hotline. So Lord, I pray for Renee and Rachel. And Lord, if you want to add to their numbers, Lord, if I'm sure that they're overwhelmed with calls, I pray that you add to the volunteers in this team or bring in the finances, Lord, to even hire more and anoint them, Lord, with words of wisdom, with words of knowledge, just anointing to, of discernment, Lord, to know how to answer each one and to guide each one. And we thank you again for, uh, for success and fruit, more and more fruit to come forth from this ministry in Yeshua's name. Amen. It's mm. almost four o'clock. Blair, I see you have your hand up. I also want yes. to finish with, I think we need to sing, we need to finish with a worship song. Can you just pray real short prayer? And I might need to go ahead and drop out. I have, a, I have another okay, meeting. Great, great to be with you all. God, God Thank bless you, you all. so much. We'll have you back as soon as we can. <laughs> okay. Thanks. thanks for being with us today. Sure, Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay, Blair, do you want to just pray a very short prayer? Because it's almost four o'clock. Yeah, I do. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for Ariel's heart to bring to light this great evil in the land of Israel and truly with around the world, Lord. And we pray for him and for those of the team, Lord, to share the love of God with these people who have knowingly or unknowingly created this, done this great violence against your word and against you, Father, and all the more for those people and leaders of our nation, our nations, Israel, the United States, even California, Lord, that stand to uplift this great sin and to make it all the more present. And even as the re revelation comes, may we who stand against this, speak the truth in love, tearing down strongholds, arguments, not against flesh and blood, but against those spirits and authorities of evil that perpetuate this great lie and deceit Amen. and sin. We Amen. pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just proclaim life in Yeshua's name. <laughs>
Karen from BC, stop the recording. <laughs> 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 